When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we're all in take five. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Oh, man, what a Friday it is. Friday the uh, 15th of December. That means 10 days to Christmas. 17 days to the national mm-hmm. championship game. Texas right. and Washington and the new year. Also means, uh, gosh, five days to national signing day, Rod. And it's a busy what weekend, Rod? A little football? It is a uh, freak flag, feel good, fake it till you make it. Ric Flair, woo, football Friday edition of Hook em Up with E.N. Rod B. And after a weekend uh, of just Army-Navy last weekend, with, as far as college football goes, this weekend it's back in spades you've got uh, high school college and pro football all weekend and yes there are bowl games including texas tech playing saturday night in the independence bowl rod whatever your flavor you got football this weekend uh today up in uh, jerry world at&t stadium you've got anna facing chapel hill at 11 this morning 11 this morning right as our show wraps up we can turn on the uh the division two championship game then uh three o'clock belleville well who dispatched of wimberley in that great game 35 33 they're going to play gilmer and then uh, Alito, how many hmm. state titles? Somebody's going to tell me how many state titles Alito's trying to win here. It's a ridiculous number. They're going to play yeah. Smithson Valley. They're always up there, always. Uh, and the cool thing is, I mean, the Longhorns have some guys who are who are committed to Texas who are playing in these games that, this weekend up in Jerry World, including a kid at Smithson Valley, a wide receiver uh, that you can you can keep your eyes on today. That's what's kind of fun. You flip it on the Valleys and Craig Way calling some of these games, the voice of the Longhorns, and you get uh, get to see some. Some sneak peeks. Yep. Well, Sarkis talked about how he likes the he likes players that are from championship programs. He talks about how they they're usually really good cultures. Uh, these these programs in high school football that are able to compete for championships year after year. Your Westlakes of the world. You're talking about Alito. Uh, you're talking about these really good football programs, and they can they can all they can cultivate the football character better uh, for, for for young players than some of these other programs because they compete for championships to do that. You really got to kind of weed out the, the low achievers, <laughs> read out the, uh, the the mediocre mindsets and mediocre attitudes. They don't have that at Westlake. I mean, that's it. You know, it's, it's a program for Alito, high achievers. By the way, Alito's trying to win their 12th. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and, and, and over time, it's not the same coach, I'm assuming. They probably got different coaches, too. Um, and maybe it's the same coach. But a lot of these programs, they end up, you know, changing coaches like Westlake. And that's just a culture thing. It, it goes beyond the coach. It becomes a cultural thing. And the players almost – and the players take over that program. And it's a – and also it helps our kind of these feeder schools, these big programs. They end up having middle schools that basically – they cultivate the same culture. Absolutely. Run the same plays, same concepts. Westlake's, Westlake's doing that from Pop Warner up at this point. Ex- exactly. When uh, you're in elementary school, that. you're running exactly. that system. But, but that's why Sark loves it, right? Because that, that – that, that, crafts and cultivates a certain type of football character and football DNA. And if you, you combine that with high-level talent, 
right? Ty's got that mindset, but Ty don't have the talent of an elite player, but he came up through that, so you got the mindset and combine that with a player, and that's what Sark likes, and they almost do half the job for him. I don't got to worry about, you know, getting this guy, um, you know, into – basically get him to have the right mindset or to cultivate the right attitude. No, this guy has it and is from it already. I think that's why Sark likes players from championship programs. No question. He's a big fan of it. No question. And the player for Smithson Valley you can see today is Freddie DeBose Jr., speedster, 6'1", 180, one of the wide receiver commitments yeah. for Texas. Also tomorrow at 11 o'clock, you got South Oak Cliff. South Dallas will take over AT&T Stadium. South Oak Cliff will play Port Natchez Groves. Also, Duncanville and North Shore, that mm-hmm. battle, Metroplex v. Houston. Uh, that'll be coming at 3 o'clock tomorrow. And then Summer Creek and DeSoto, the night game. Uh, long ones have Byron Murphy, DeSoto. Trey Wisner, uh, yeah, DeSoto. Yeah, you about that. Um, and Jonte Cook. No, Jonte Cook was uh, – yeah, he was DeSoto. DeSoto? I think you're right about yeah, that. Yeah, Claude Mathis right about that. It's, exactly. Uh, certain culture, you know, you know what kind of player you're going to get. Well, and when you watch that Duncanville game tomorrow afternoon, you got Alex January and obviously Colin Simmons, uh, two defensive line prospects mm-hmm. that Texas has committed as well. So, yeah, good football this weekend. So you got uh, high school, college with the bowl games, which start tomorrow. There's a bowl game at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. If you're interested, random it's like the, the Myrtle football. Beach Ball or something. Football <laughs> random times, random random times of the day. It's yeah, a beautiful thing. It's one of those you, you you know if you see it on at a at a location or something, you're like is that a replay? What are they doing? No, there's a game going. There's game a game going on. on. And then mm-hmm. don't forget, don't be surprised when you see the NFL tomorrow because there are three NFL games tomorrow. Yeah, uh, in addition to the high school and college ball games, you have three NFL games because this is the time of year where the NFL starts playing Saturday triple headers: Vikings, Bengals, and a big game. Yeah, that, both teams are seven and six, Rob. Both teams are playing with like the Vikings are on there like their fifth quarterback. The Vikings are sorry, Nick Mullins, Who? I believe. Yeah, well, <laughs> the former Ford. Bengals are still going with Jake Browning, who's played really good the last. He's two played weeks. really good. He honestly, I would say right now, um, Zach Taylor's he he's doing a great job, and you can tell. You know, it's not – we all thought Joe Burrow was the reason that the Bengals franchise were winning games. I'm just going to say, now he's not the only reason. Yeah, and I think Jake Browning's a good player. I mean, Jake Browning was Jones a four-year starter at Washington. Yeah. He led Washington to the uh, college football playoff back when PK yeah. was coaching the defense there right. uh, for uh, for Chris Peterson. Uh, so, you got that, that big game. Also, this, the uh, another battle of seven and six teams on Saturday, Rod, the Steelers and Colts from Indianapolis. And then Saturday night, a very big game, the Broncos are in Detroit to play the Lions. So man. that is a big game. Honestly, the Broncos, man, I, it's crazy to think how that team started. That now they no, came the back at the hunt. Chiefs. I was say they're the true playoff hunt. With four right games now. left. They're a game back at the Chiefs in the in the West. Yeah, that, that's great coaching going on there too. Because uh, base they've turned Russell Wilson to a game manager. Uh, to kind of quote Cam Newton, game changers and game manager. He used to be a game changer. Now he's more of a game manager, but it's helping his team win games. Yeah, they're finding ways. They're and winning games, man. The only team that the, what the, what the the Broncos have won six out of seven. The only loss was to Houston mm-hmm. when the Texans beat them. And the yep. Texans turned around. I mean, that Jet game is going to end up being the Texans' Waterloo. Well, they're, they're in trouble now because this, this next game, they're missing everybody. I know. They're I think so everybody's, I think everybody's going to be – well, not everybody, but all their top key players are going to be out. Well, they play, I mean, one of the reasons C.J. Stroud got hurt on Saturday is they're playing without their top three targets. Yeah. Nico Collins, uh, Dalton Schultz, and um, you know, Tank Dell – and then in that game, he got hurt, and they lost Will Will Anderson to an ankle, and they lost their starting linebacker Blake Cashman, yep. middle linebacker who's been their one of their best defensive players. So yeah, they're banged up bunch right now. You had the stat last week that no teams played more different yeah. players this year than the Texans. No, nope. uh, I think the Panthers are second in terms of u- unique players. They and call now they're playing play. a Tennessee team who found some life by that amazing comeback on Monday night to beat the Dolphins. 
with uh, Will Levis. Mm-hmm. Will uh, Levis. And DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry. So, yeah, that'll be a fun game on Sunday. And the Cowboys with a huge matchup with the Buffalo Bills. So, yeah, you know, good stuff. If you like football, this is your weekend. So it's a freak, freak flag football Friday, man. Yeah, you damn right it is. <laughs> we got mm-hmm. football for you. Yeah, I love it. Hey, and I'll, before we get to our other top stories and headlines, we'll go behind the burn orange curtain. Let me just say congratulations, Rod, while we're handing Uh-oh. them out. Who's got who, who's congratulations in order for? The state champions from yesterday. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're Malakoff, right. a school Shout called out. Malakoff. I don't know where Malakoff is, Rod. They beat Franklin. I know Franklin is east of Waco. That's cool. Also, Albany beat Mart. Way to go, Albany. And uh, this is the 3A? I think that, yeah, 3A, 3A? or 2A. I mean, okay, 3A or 2A, yeah, you're right. I, where is Malakoff? M-A-L-A-K-O-F-F. I text Craig Wade. I have no Mal- idea. I'll Google that. Also, <laughs> congratulations to Westbrook or Gordon. Benjamin and Timpson. They've all won state titles this week. Gordon, Benjamin, and Timpson. Timpson, Tiny Towns. Tiny Town, USA. Good for them. Hey, can we get to the other headlines of trending topics to start your busy Friday morning? Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment bring it to you. We'll start with Texas Volleyball. How about a dominant performance last night in Tampa? The defending national champion Longhorns uh, took apart Wisconsin last night as they get the win in three, four sets. They're going to now go back to the national championship game on Sunday afternoon. Texas had 11 service aces last night, four players in double-digit kills, including uh, Madison Skinner, who finished with a match-high 18. Asia O'Neill added 11. They win it three sets to one, and the last two sets were in dominant fashion. Uh, Texas now faces Nebraska Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock for the national championship. As we say, it would be their second in a row. College football, congrats to Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian. He was named a finalist yesterday for the Paul Bear Bryant National Coach of the Year Award. His One of his mentors, Nick Saban, and his counterpart, Park in the Sugar Bowl. Kalen DeBoard from Washington, also among the eight finalists for that award. Texas has had two all-time winners. Probably could guess them. Daryl Royal, 1963. Mac Brown, 2005. Busy recruiting weekend on tap for Coach Sark and his staff. Bobby Burton of On3 Sports and On Texas Football reporting that Texas will be hosting a pair of their top transfer targets today. Uh, Burton posted to X yesterday that wide receiver from Houston, Matthew Golden, and Clemson safety Andrew McCuba, the former LBJ Jaguar, are both set to visit today and this weekend. Texas uh, will return to the practice field and start preparing for that Sugar Bowl in 17 days. That'll start tomorrow. Uh, NFL, uh, week 15 did open last night. Only one team showed up to play. The other decided not to. The homestanding Raiders roared out to a 42 to nothing halftime lead and then rolled past a seemingly disinterested L.A. Chargers squad 63-21 to on Thursday Night Football. You remember the Raiders scored all of zero points last week in Minnesota. They scored 42 in the first half last night, uh, led by their quarterback Aiden O'Connell through four touchdown passes all in the first half. That's the most TD passes by a Raider quarterback since Daryl LaMonica in 1969. NBA, Minnesota ripped the Mavericks last night in Dallas, 118-101. How about Minnesota? They share the best record in the NBA right now with the Boston Celtics. Both teams are 18-5. Trade in baseball. Word that the Tampa Rays have agreed to throw uh, their hard-throwing right-hander, Tyler Glasnow, and outfielder Manuel Margo to the Dodgers for pitcher Ryan Pepio and uh, Johnny DeLuca. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Don't be a ho-ho-ho. Bring anything on Foster Village's Amazon wish list on our Facebook page and get up to 20% off your rental or purchase. Topgun.net, we'll shoot you straight. We were just talking about the Texans. Uh, I know it's not what the facts, but this is how bleak it's looking this weekend. Uh, the Texans have five players with a pro football focus grade of 80-plus on the season. Um, they'll be without all five of them. <sighs> Nico Collins, Blake Cashman, Tank Dale, C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, all likely out for the Texans. Those are, based on pro football focus grades, your five best players so far this season. You're going to be without all of them. That's not good. That ain't good. So, 
Yeah, I, I felt like the Texans were getting close to peaking. Hopefully, it's not injuries that takes them out, but yeah, that's not looking. And you wouldn't. I mean, you're the Texans. You're ahead of schedule anyway. No need to risk injury to some of your more your your key players. But they still are in the playoff hunt, so they still may try to push these guys. Not C.J. Stroud. He won't. He's, he was concussion protocol most of the week, but. Um, depending on the severity of the Will Anderson injury, Tank Dale's out for the season. Uh, Nico Collins, they may try to push him. Not really sure, but and this is a divisional game, obviously, with yeah. the Titans, who you know they're behind you, but they're they're they just came off a big Monday night win, kind of saved their season. By the way, Malakoff High School rod is between Corsicana and Tyler East. Oh, okay, just so there you go. Clarify. I like that. There I you go. S- I spent a month in Corsicana one weekend. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Corsicana. Yeah, we, yeah. We, my son had a baseball tournament, and it got rained out, and it rained the whole weekend. But we, they, they made us drive up there, even though we knew it was going to rain. They didn't play a single game, and you, you want to try to find something to do in Corsicana. Yes, you do. It I'm is not like, easy. I knew one really good no. – I, I want to say, who's what's his name? Navarro. Uh, Navarro Junior College is in Corsicana. Okay. Be- Bethel Johnson, I think, is from Corsicana. It's one of the play, as an Aggie receiver back in the day. Uh, yeah, it doesn't sound like We couldn't go far because they were like, well, you know, we could play. You got to – you know, don't go, don't go up to Dallas or anything. <laughs> God, that's why I say I spent a month there one weekend. It's horrible. Uh, I've heard people describe El Paso like that, actually. <laughs> You've been to El Paso before? Uh, I had been through El Paso. Yeah. Well, my friend Mike Craven, who I host the uh – uh, we, he's my co-host on the Eyes on Texas multicast we do. Well, senior writer, everywhere, man. Senior writer Dave Campbell's Texas Football. He claims that El Paso is one of his favorite cities. To, oh, to really? Yeah, he loves there the you food. Go. And you, know, you can get pretty – I bet they got good food. If you want to go – you don't have to go far to get a good hike in. You can hike yeah. the mountains. and I bet um, they got good food there. Good food. He loves, yeah. he loves El Paso. Uh, but it's – I guess I've been through Malakoff because I've driven down that road from Corsicana to Tyler before. So, congrats to Malakoff. They won a state title yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Beat Mighty Franklin. There you go. To all the teams, man. That's fantastic. Loving high school football. College football and pro football with the Longhorns coming. Uh, And the volleyball, Rod. How about the volleyball team just whipping some butt last night? Yeah. Uh, Coach Elliott is, you know, right now we're discussing whether he should be on the Mount Rushmore of all-time great Texas coaches. Um, He's in pretty rarefied air right now. Seven time in the title game. Uh, three, third time in four years. Uh, you can, I mean, they're on a dynastic run pretty much right now. But if they went back to backs. Um, yeah, that puts you in a, that puts you in a whole another stratosphere. That puts you in a, another universe in terms of the, the coaching accomplishments, but also in terms of this volleyball program and what they've done. Um, don't know if you could say there's a better volleyball program in the country. Uh, even right now, but they went if back there to There is. Bats. They're playing it Sunday, and that would be Nebraska. Nebraska, yeah. And they've got a bit of a rivalry going with Nebraska um, throughout this, you know, dynastic run with Jared Elliott because they've seen him a few times Yeah, in the Final Four. Uh, you know, it's interesting. We were talking about, the, you know, which baseball coach would be on that Mount Rushmore, Augie or Gus. I'm taking Augie, but it's tight. Think, think it's about this. Think about how, how, how rarefied the Texas baseball program is. But Augie would probably be on the college baseball in general Mount Rushmore. Like, if you put four oh, yeah. great college baseball coaches all time up, he would be a strong consideration to be on it. Yeah. But he might not be the one at Texas. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Seriously. I mean, they both won two national championships. I mean, Gus dominated the 80s and uh, should have won more. Um, gosh, they were at the College World Series every year. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you, you guys can decide that one. I didn't go to UT, and I love, but I love oh. UT baseball. I think, oh, man. I'll let Coach Ty Harrington decide it. He would be. <laughs> <laughs> I think right now, I'll, actually, you may have made my case for, for Augie, actually. I think I'll take Augie on that. If it's close here in Texas between them, and I know it's the Texas one, still just overall street cred yeah. in the game of baseball. I'm going to yeah, he'd, he'd probably be up yeah. there with, you know, 
Rondado and Skip Bertman as, as the best college baseball. I mean, because what he did at uh, you know Cal, at Cal State yeah, Fullerton, Fullerton yeah. and then Illinois and then at Texas. I mean, yeah. But at Texas, it might be Gus. I'm just saying. Just at Texas in terms of his achievements. That's why I said I'll I'll take Gus. I'll take I'll take because I met him. But you're right. I mean. Gus has as good a claim as, well, as we know does. that the Texas baseball program, uh, kind of like the Pittsburgh Steelers, it just uh, it, all the coaches are legendary. And you know, David Pierce is trying to get his first natty um, and building a pretty good squad, by the way. I was say, it's just rare, you know, in any in, in, look at any sport um, and look at how you can probably look at this for quarterbacks. So I think we've talked about that uh, with the Green Bay Packers. But you look at any sport, you look at uh, organizations who can hire great coaches, it's, it's almost impossible to go three straight Hall of Fame coaches in a row. It's tough. The Pittsburgh Steelers have done it. They're probably the only – they're one of the only organizations to do it. No pressure, Coach Pierce. Right? You know what I mean? It's, it's, really, <laughs> yeah, right? it, exactly. it's, it's really tough. No, it's just, it is. It's just the odds are against you, right? Oh, well, you sure. you're hiring three Hall of Fame coaches in a row. That's crazy. And, you know, Texas baseball will be, try to become one of those well, organizations, one of those and, programs. And, and, you know, this is what we, where you actually give a little bit more dap and credit to Jared Elliott. He's built this volleyball program himself. Like there was yeah. no Texas I mean, right. volleyball at sport as a sport has grown from the ground up. Uh, much, so he is, he is Texas volleyball. Mm-hmm. He is Texas volleyball. Whereas baseball has a long heritage and football has you know a lot of tradition and long standing. Jared Elder built the volleyball program, um, and it That's is true. the the standard right now in college volleyball. So we should give him more more. He should get more credibility. He's on, for that. He's on he the more, Mount Rushmore. He get sure. more preps for, props for that because he built it from the ground up, and now it's elite. Yeah, now it's elite. Okay. Uh, and, you that's, know, a good, that's, a good, that's a good argument right there, actually. I like that argument. Hard pass on El Paso. Says, hey, now, Rob, I'm <laughs> from El Paso. Come on, man. No, no, no. I'm not, no, 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 I'm not hating on El Paso at all. I'm not hating on El Paso. I once dated a woman from El Paso, and she was gorgeous. Ooh. And she said, oh, she's like, and I was like, are you like the hottest woman in El Paso? She was like, no. A lot of women, beautiful women in El Paso. I was like, damn, I got to get to El Paso. I will say that. So, I don't know. Maybe she was lying to me. But I don't think she was. She was fine. Here it is. No love for Corsicana. I grew up in Corsicana. Terrible town. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're right. I'm telling you, it was, it was terrible uh, town. Well, terrible town. I, I went to a lot of little towns with my sons for my son for baseball, and there were some cool ones, man. Oh, Sometimes man. you find stuff lives in cool places. That um, is great. Corsicana, not it. <laughs> Only thing, well, you know, it's famous for Corsicana is, is Navarro Junior College, where. Skip Johnson came from, of course, Texas baseball, now Oklahoma's baseball oh, coach. Man. Uh, but also, the, what's that, uh, what's that sh- gymnastics show? You know, the Netflix show that everybody loves? Oh, I don't gymnasts? watch it. Oh, yeah, I don't watch that show. Did you ever see that? My mom Did watched you... it. I, forget, I don't know what it's called, though. Uh, my wife and daughter have seen it, okay. watched it like every episode. Interesting. Oh, uh, yeah, big I didn't know it was a thing. Oh, oh yeah, no, it's, serious, it's serious business. Well, yeah, because are they, are they in Houston? Houston used to be like a hub of gymnastics back in the day. No, Navarro Junior College. Uh, there in Corsicana. It's a, uh, okay. So it's all based around some coach and how good they are. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, you know, with Netflix, they're, they're, you, just, you read the list earlier. They're, they're trying their best to get into the sports realm. They can't get into live sports, but they're trying to dip into as much sports docs and sports documentaries and programming as possible. Um, trying to dip their toe in it. Yeah, the, ne- the Netflix series is called Cheer. See, I've never heard. Uh, I it's said gymnastics. It's cheerleading. It's I've never cheerleading. seen it on my queue or something. I don't know if I've actually cheer. And it's it serious out. business, like the, the like the national cheerleading. Company. You got to be oh, no, cheerleading. You got to no be committed joke, to cheerleading to go to Navarro Junior College, though, to, to compete, though, in my mind, right? Same, same with going to junior college to play football. At that point, you're looking to get to the next step, but yeah, I, I would say 
I say you. I think you're right about cheerleading because football, at least most of those guys, they look at it as a stepping stone. They're going to be there for a while, and then they'll get discovered or recruited oh, yeah, to a better college, program. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that happens in cheerleading. No, I don't think so. I think you did. become an elite. <laughs> well, it's funny because my daughter, who by the way graduates tomorrow, congrats to her. Hey. She'll walk the stage up there in North Texas, and nice. but she was dating. She's Shout still out. dating a, a young guy who plays baseball, and he was going to Navarro. Oh, I met him. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, he's a nice, and, he's a nice guy. So she said she started watching the show Cheer so she could figure out which which who she got to keep her eyes on. Uh, <laughs> who's his type, huh? Yeah, 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 that, yeah, that yeah. group. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's pretty good. You, he, ever, you ever seen the movie Bring It On? No. Oh, you never seen Bring no. It On? No. Oh, man. That show, they would talk cutthroat cheerleading is. I think my man Josh would say I spent a year in Corsicana one a decade in Corsicana hey, one year. Uh, he's not a fan either, but that's the way that goes. Okay, so uh, we've got a lot going on. Texas volleyball, dominant football, a plenty, high school, college, and pro. Uh, we'll get some burn orange curtain conversation coming up. But, Rod, I mean, I know how, if the Longhorns, we were to come in here on Monday or early next week, and all of a sudden the Longhorns have Matthew Golden and uh, Andrew Makuba as commitments out of the portal. How big would that be for you? Uh, they need them. Uh, let's be honest. They, 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 I mean, Texas, they have – Great talent they're bringing in via recruiting classes. They can develop it. But at wide receiver, with the amount of uh, targets you're losing, X-Man, we assume. X-Man, A.D. Mitchell, Jay Witt, um, and I, I throw J.T. Sanders in there, you know, because they use a lot, utilize him so Keelan much in the Robinson. passing game. Uh, Keelan Robinson, that's another, you're right, because, you know, they, they throw the ball to Keelan Robinson more than they, they run it they uh, with Keelan Robinson. So I agree with that, too. Losing that many weapons offensively, you need to bring in proven commodities, guys who have been productive at the high level, uh, at the highest levels. And we've seen Matthew Golden. We actually got a chance to see him when they, U of H played Texas, and he scored a touchdown against Texas. He's one of the best kickoff returners in the country. So immediately, he's going to help you um, as a kickoff returner. Hell, Bobby thinks he's better than Keelan Robinson. And he's he's as good, if not better, than Keelan Robinson. You had two kick returns for, to the house this year. This year, uh, averaging, I think, over 35 yards per kickoff return. So you he's know the real deal. But Jeff Banks will be a big part of this visit. Yes, and he's great with the ball in his hands. And I think even if he doesn't, the problem is, will he crack the wide receiver rotation for Texas, right? Because Sark is uh, really, really strict and rigid about wide receiver rotation. Usually just three to four guys. If he doesn't expand that, the question is, will Matthew Golden be able to penetrate that group? We know Jontae Cook's probably already in it all right and other than that i'm not sure who's in it i think matthew golden will be able to get into that sark circle of trust for his wide receivers three to four guys if that's the case man he's going to be extremely productive probably in the slot mostly yeah. i think they like him in the slot because he's fat he's fast precision route runner but once he gets the ball in his hands just you just brought it up got two kickoff returns touchdowns he is dangerous so i would even envision sark at times utilizing him like he uses keelan robinson and not saying as a gadget player, but just finding ways to get him the ball in space, creative ways to get him the ball in space. Because once he gets the ball in his hands, win space, he is a problem. Well, and he was, <laughs> was a high school teammate of Longhorns uh, running back Jaden Blue at Klein. Man, that's Kane. a lot of speed that's on the field speed. for that day. <laughs> well, remember, and Jaden sat out his senior year. Got, oh, got okay, that's right. You're right about that. But, yeah, they were uh, teammates there. So we'll watch that. We'll come back and we'll talk about Andrew Makuba. Yeah, we'll. I know a lot of uh, local uh, high school football fans saw Andrew play when he was at LBJ. Hey, he, he, he played both ways, played quarterback. He led. WJ to a state, state championship, as we're talking about t state champions. He's a hell of a player. Yeah, he is. So we'll talk about Makuba, Golden, and the Longhorns coming back on Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby. Plus, we'll be at the turn officially, Derek T.Y. <laughs> I'm all right. Nobody but about me. Why you got to give me a fight? Can't you just let it be? The Turn is presented by Callahan's General Store, helping to keep your yard in golf course condition year-round for 45 years. It's always a good day to make it a Callahan's day.
Oh, man, it is uh, at the turn, halfway through our Friday five-hour conversation. We're nine holes out, nine to go. We'll make the turn, grab a cold coldie, and uh, I've never asked you an at-the-turn ride. Have you seen the uh, the legendary movie Caddyshack? Uh, yeah. Which that um, Kenny Loggins classic yeah. comes from. Yeah, I've seen Caddyshack. Fan? Uh, I think largely a little overrated for me, but that's okay. I'm not a golf fan, so I, I'm not – Judge Schmales. So there's yeah. some funny stuff. There's some funny. No, it is funny. I don't know if it stands the test of time, though. Ooh, is it, is it still? Exactly. Exactly. And I'm not a golfer. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm not a golfer. So you get the reference and everything. I'm not a golfer. Okay. So that's why I don't think it's still the test of time for me. Just so I know, what is your all-time favorite sports film, movie? Give me. I need a, I need a comedy and a drama. Wow. Is there one? You can think about it for a second. That, that is good. Term. Sports, movie, comedy, and drama. Comedy. As comedy should be easier than the drama one. Uh, yeah, that's good, though. I don't know. I had to think about that. Give me, give me like, two minutes. I'm going to go Bull Durham on the comedy side because I think that, I know that would be also be a drama. But I mean, Bull Durham's about sex and baseball. That's mm-hmm. it. That's really what it's about. It's good. Yeah. Sex and minor league baseball. Can't beat that. And it's really well done. And uh, then I think probably for, for, as far as the theater and sports, I think Denzel and Remember the Titans might be a – no, that's a good one. But it, for football. That's but a good then, one. But then I've always said my favorite all-time sports movie uh, is Seabiscuit. That's a quality one. Seabiscuit is my favorite all-time sports movie. Technically, that is a sports I movie. Can, if it's ever on, I'm watching it. And mm. I know it's like three hours long, but horse yeah. racing, man. The, the great story of Seabiscuit. True story. That is good. And it's a real good historic timepiece. Yeah, I, I'm with you Documenting on that. the Great Depression and time and um, – what you know, that's kind of history of our country and that kind of stuff. So it's pretty good. That's, that's a quality program. No, you're right about that. I'll that's let you, good. Let you stew on that for a minute. That is. Hey, uh, we talked about all the football this weekend and at the turn. We've got uh, NFL, college, and high school. Um, we've got volleyball you need to tune into on Sunday afternoon. But also Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. Uh, tomorrow, yeah. he and his son Charlie will be playing in the PNC Championship. If you're looking for tee times, it's uh, 8:15 tomorrow. It'll be on uh, NBC and Golf Channel, Peacock Network, or whatever that is, the app. Uh, but so they're going to air it at uh, – I know it's 7.15 tomorrow morning, but they're going to re-air it in the afternoon. So if you don't want to wake okay. up early to watch Tiger Woods, they'll re-air it beginning at 2.30 oh, in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. But uh, Tiger and Charlie uh, teeing it up. You know what I'm saying? You got Team turn, team Bernard Longer. You got Team Stuart Sink. Team Annika Sorenstam. Team Potty Harrington. Retief Goosen has a team. BJ Singh. Nelly Korda. Uh, Steve Stricker. Uh, Justin Thomas, Tiger Woods. So Nick Faldo's got a team. Tom Lehman, uh, John Daly, of course. His he and his son are the defending champions. Nice. Matt Kuchar, Marco Mira, Justin Leonard. Team Justin Leonard. I think that's he and his pops. Pretty cool. Lee Trevino and Nick Price and David Duvall. Those are your teams tomorrow. That's pretty good. Teams of two: father son, father son, or man. father daughter. Oh, I like that. How many uh, father daughters are in there? Uh, well, there um, Annika Sorenstam. Okay. That's and then good. Nelly Corda. Nelly like Corda that. is uh, cool. one of the better players on the uh, LPGA. Uh, so, yeah, that uh, all gets going tomorrow morning. And uh, there's some At the Turn brought to you by Callahan's General Store. At the Turn is presented by Callahan's General Store, helping to keep your yard in golf course condition year-round for 45 years. It's always a good day to make it a Callahan's day. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind now, where I say, if we're going drama, all-time great sports movies, hard for me to ignore the Rocky movies and the Rocky Ooh. series, the start of them. Now, I know the, what are you talking about, the original, or Rocky 2, or Rocky 
you know, Rocky three and four. I would say drama is probably. I mean, I'm into being with the Rockies. Even somewhere. though our good friend Monty Williams, uh, he hates the Rockies. Well, he doesn't hate it. He, he, he it won Best Picture, and that's what gets him really mad. It, oh, I don't know if it should have been Best Picture that year. Yeah, <laughs> I don't and know about all that. And, and Monty, yeah. is a, there were some great films uh, up for like oh, movie network was up for Best it. Picture that year. Yeah, and Rocky won it uh, with our man Sylvester Stallone, which launched really launched his career. It, it no doubt, and there's a great story about that. But we won't get into it now. We'll wait for his birthday or something like that. Um, and I remember we'll come. Comedy, comedy is interesting. Honestly, underrated might be White Men Can't Jump for me. I love that as <laughs> a sports good. comedy. That, that, they did the remake. Did and anybody it's terrible. see it? Is it terrible? It was, okay, I say, not terrible. It's, uh, it's Jack Harlow in it. Yeah, it's um, it's not even close to being as good as the original, but it's not completely unwatchable. I'll say that I did because I watched the whole thing all the way through. I'll admit that, so I can't talk too much trash on it. I didn't get that sick of it. Comedy it? might be why we can't jump. And what's the uh, other one? Oh, honestly, y'all y'all not gonna like this, but uh, it makes me laugh every time. And I love one of the supporting actors in it. One of my all-time favorite actors, Tom Hanks, A League of Their Own. I love that damn movie. I heard a little uh, video the it. other day where somebody on a podcast asked Tom Hanks which one, what were his favorite movies that he's done, and he picked League of Their Own in his top three. Uh, did he really? Yeah, I think wow. he said League of Their Own. Uh, what's the what's the one we stuck on the island? Oh, um, damn it! I can't even think of it now either. <laughs> with Wilson. 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 With Wilson yeah. <laughs> and then I think he said one other that was off the nose. That was like I, I hadn't. I would have never guessed it. I can't remember. But yeah, Tom Hanks, A League of Their Own, Castaway. Castaway. Yeah. Dang, did he really say a league of their own? Because he's supporting. He's not even the main actor. He's a, you know, he's, he's a good. I mean, he's 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 great. He kind of makes the movie. But man, I didn't realize he would say that. But I love that movie. That's a that's a really and it's, and it's historic. Oh, based sure. on I, true I love events. that movie. I mean, it's a it's a great cast. Madonna's it's kinda, great. Kind of underrated for me. But Major League is probably up there too for me. I love Major League. Back when Rosie O'Donnell did really good stuff. Madonna's in it. This is Wakey. You consider you consider Seabiscuit a movie about a horse, a sports movie. You won't recognize UT Quidditch. It's a movie about horse racing. I think it is a sports movie. It is horse racing. Don't we call horse racing the sport of kings? It's the sport of kings. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's a sport. It's horse racing. It's a sport. Yeah, yeah. You just don't like it. We don't like it, but it's sports. The oldest form of sport rod is race. You know what I'm saying? That's how oh, we yeah. do it. I can beat you in a race. Yep, goes back to like Roman times. Oh, of all <laughs> the, time, everybody. The original race. Olympics. We did, yeah, just it's a foot, just Get a foot two race. boys like my, my brother and I. You're gonna race. My two yeah. kids are gonna race. Well, they said that's why Who people get the light pole fast. People will still watch the number. The ratings are extremely high for track and field events, even though nobody watches track and field during this during like the year or anything like that, because everybody can relate to it. Yeah, it's like you're just running. Yeah, just everybody's running. raced somebody at one point. Like, hey, I'm faster. Let's race. That's why the two oldest standing. <laughs> Sports and or competitions are, you know, racing and boxing. Because, you know. Let's fight. Let's fight. Let's race. race. <laughs> you can do that anywhere. Fight and race. And it's entertaining, actually. Races are entertaining. It's all fights. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, no, you then, you, then let's get up on this horse and see who can run fastest. There, there we go. go. It's not bad at all. All right. Uh, all right there you go. That's enough random conversation. Let's get to uh, behind the burn orange curtain. Two topics here. Uh, I want to get to uh, Texas third down um, issues, third down defense versus Washington last season. Uh, one of the things we brought up earlier was uh, Malik Murphy. He is in the transfer pool officially, and, of course, he's getting a lot of attention, as well he should. He's, he'll probably be one of the highest-rated uh, prospects at the quarterback position in the portal. And it's been reported by multiple sites, uh, Pete Thamel being one of them, uh, on three. He is reporting that Georgia, South Carolina, USC, Syracuse, Baylor, Oregon State, and Duke 
have indicated interest in Malik Murphy. No surprise because uh, all of those uh, programs need quarterbacks. Uh, but also I saw this from uh, uh, 247 Sports. So I'll make sure I give them credit. And Tom Loy of 247 Sports, uh, who covers uh, their transfer portal and is a writer for them, he is saying uh, Duke, Baylor, Oregon State, Georgia, and Washington are possible landing spots for Malik Murphy. He threw out the Washington one. I know it makes people uncomfortable, but that actually does make a lot of sense. Big arm quarterback, Kevin DeBoer loves big arm QBs, uh, vertical passing game. That's one of his strengths as a quarterback. Malik is the deep shots and vertical passing game downfield, and he's a West Coast guy, and Michael Penix will be leaving, and they need a new uh, QB. Uh, but also, what if they brought him in a little bit earlier? What if they almost insisted that he come in before the Texas game against Washington. And I'm not, you know, I'm not suggesting that he'll be giving them trade secrets or anything, but to Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams House, Cardi B Sots, Megan the Stallion Sots, but Nick Saban the GOAT has done something similar. Now, it's not, he, he's not getting a player out of the transfer portal. He might learn this from Belichick because Belichick is famous for doing this actually in the NFL. Who have a game against you know some team two or three weeks in the future, and he'll start grabbing up a player or two off the waiver wire or some guy that got cut. <laughs> he'll grab him up and put him on the practice squad. People go, why did he do that? Well, that guy used to play for a team. They're gonna play in two or three weeks. Maybe he's trying to uh, you know gather some information, some intel. Nick Saban just hired from Bruce Feldman's report former Michigan linebacker coach George Hello. Um, it's H E L O W. Sure, that wasn't know. Connor Stallions. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a, you can't you can't put that's on the down low. All right, we probably pay that guy on the side. Uh, but this guy was hired by Alabama to be a part of their staff. Like right now, they just hired him. They brought him on this week, reportedly, and he was on the Michigan staff for 2021 and 2022. And Bama, of course, will face Michigan in the Rose Bowl on January 1st. So there's some uh, potential athletic espionage happening behind the scenes. Well, look, I'm, not saying Washington, well, I'm, saying, I'm not saying Washington and Kennedy Boys want to do this. They're interested in Malik because he's a good quarterback and they, one of the better quarterbacks in the portal, and they need a quarterback. I'm just saying they need a quarterback, and if you already were looking to bring him in, why not bring him in earlier and have him um, help prep you for that yeah, game? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I understand. I understand. Just it out there. Yeah. I think he would be uh, – it would be a great landing spot for him. Let me just say that. If, if we heard of Malik oh. Murphy after the bowl games yeah. you know, or commits and that's where he's going to enroll, I think it would be an awesome spot for him, big yeah. picture, because Kalen DeBoer is a rising star. Uh, he needs a quarterback. It fits what he does offensively. Yeah. yeah, I think it would be great. But as far as the, you know, the cloak and dagger stuff, I don't know. Malik, I, mean, I, don't, I, I know you loyalty's dead and all this. I get it. But at the same time, you know, Malik has said openly, I, I love this team. I love this locker room. I want to be here with my guys. I don't know that that just changes um, because you you're going to go to Washington. But either way, well, we just talked about Dylan Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel stabbed the apparently stabbed the Sooners in the back, or at least according to their fans, because he committed to Oregon, and then he started to recruit the the tackle Caden Green to come with him. <laughs> it's a new era, man. I know. It's a new era. I know. I, and listen, I know people still value loyalty. I do. I'm a pretty loyal guy when it comes down to it. Um, but nah, I don't think loyalty has the same appeal, and I don't think it means the same thing to these young guys in the transfer portal era. Well, uh, but I'm not saying that he's going to go there and reveal secrets or anything like that. I'm talking about loyalty overall, I think, is often misplaced <laughs> these days in the transfer portal, and I don't think it holds the same uh, cachet. I don't think it actually has the same value to these young guys because of the new nature. And but I also do believe when this, as this plays out, Sark is going to be a, an advisor to Malik on – and I think he would give, a, you know, a big thumbs up to Washington, right? He coached there, right? He was a head yeah. coach of Washington, knows that program, knows Kalen DeBoer. 
Um, you know, that, that, that would be one. I don't want to say no league's going to seek Sark's seal of approval, but I think he would like Sark's input on where a good spot for him and his – because Sark knows quarterbacks, Sark knows his skill set. Oh, yeah. Sark knows coaches and what systems may fit him the best. Uh, so I would assume that will be a conversation too. Rod, real quick on uh, Andrew McCuba. Uh, we talked about Let's Matthew Golden. If yeah. he's in town, I know you like him. Uh, and the Longhorns, as we said, they're overhauling their secondary. If you're not paying attention, they have three long, they have three safeties or DBs in the portal right now. Yep. And they're also going to graduate when the season's over. Whenever that happens, you're going to lose Jade Barron, Keaton Crawford, Jaron Thompson, Ryan Watts. I mean, so that's seven players. And so, and, and you're, you're, you can already look forward and say we've got Terrence Brooks and Manny Muhammad and Derek Williams and Michael Taff. But And then this new group of freshmen that are coming in. They're yep. trying to bring Xavier Phil Sami, five-star safety. They just got Kobe mm-hmm. Black. But someone who's been a three-year starter at Clemson with all that you're losing I think would be huge for Texas just for experience and stability. Yeah, I mean, you can uh, avoid you know the growing pains, right, of development. Some of the young guys you're bringing in, they got really high ceilings, extremely high upside, uh, probably higher than even Makuba. But, you know, you got to deal with growing pains. Uh, you got to develop those younger guys. Still don't necessarily know how they're going to uh, acclimate to, to college, how long it'll take them um, to be field ready. You, Makuba comes in ready to play, ready to start for you immediately. Yeah. At nickel or at safety. So he manufactures depth, and that's important. When Jade Barron leaves, so we, we talk, we're talking about the safeties leaving. Oh, Jade Barron's leaving too. So the central nervous system of your defense is going to lose a lot because you're going to lose Jalen Ford, you're going to lose Jaday Barron, uh, you're going to lose uh, a couple of your safeties as well. And I think bringing in a guy like Makuba fits what fits the um, the new e- I don't say it's a, kind of a new evaluation uh, data point for the Texas uh, coaches. I think they're going to prioritize and emphasize coverage now. Uh, Makuba is a safety that can cover, so I think they want coverage specialists with versatility. That's Makuba. He's a coverage specialist, can play nickel for you, um, but he also is got versatility. Can play nickel, can play safety, can play boundary safety or field safety for you. Uh, and I think that's the same thing we have with a young Derek Williams, right? He can cover. He's probably your best coverage safety right now. So he's a coverage specialist, but he can play safety. I think he can play nickel. So he's got versatility. Um, you brought up Phil Samee. Phil Samee fits that as well. He's a coverage specialist, so he can play nickel if you need him to, but he can also play safety, uh, and that's versatility. So I think they want to manufacture depth by bringing in some of these guys who they potentially can move around, and that gives you options at nickel in case Jalen Gilbo or Austin Jordan's not ready for that role, which I think may be the toughest position to play in the back seven in modern college football because of the spread offenses. Then you have options potentially. And when teams like they are doing this season are trying to isolate and manipulate your safeties and coverage, it's tougher for them, number one, because you have coverage specialists there, right, guys who can just flat-out cover. Um, and you also have safeties with versatility, so you can move these guys around and you can shift the defense without being uh, exposed in coverage. What they're doing, teams are doing right now, is they're going formation into the boundary against Texas. Uh, that allows them to uh, isolate one of their safeties in coverage on the boundary side, on the short side, and the Texas doesn't travel its nickel often. That leaves the nickel playing the field safe and he's almost in no man's land, I think they want to get to the point where that safety essentially on that boundary side can basically be a nickel. Yeah. And then the teams won't be able to manipulate, like, like you, that, manipulate you like that formationally and conceptually, so essentially turn that guy into a nickel. And then that, that nickel on the field side who becomes that field safety, it won't be such a transition for him. It won't be something that's tough for him. He'll naturally be able to do that. And it almost looks like Texas – 
I'm not saying they are, but they're becoming a defense that could be a three-safety defense yeah. because you'll have all your safeties that can play nickel, and then you can all, we'll always rotate those guys, and you can always kind of keep those guys uh, as movable chess pieces. Great stuff, Andrew McCuba. And, of course, Jamal Fenner is the Texas uh, Director of High School Relations. When Jamal was the head coach at LBJ, Andrew McCuba helped lead him to a state title, yep. or a state championship game. They didn't win the game, but they got there. And Andrew McCuba was a two-way player, playing offense and defense. And uh, you know, a great, great pedigree. On you know, three-year starter, started 31 of 35 games at Clemson. Was a freshman All-American. So yeah, that'd be a good get. He's supposed to be on campus, according to Bobby Burton today. Matthew Golden as well. There's uh, behind the BOC. We'll come back with some off the record. The stories you may have missed, but you need to hear because everybody's gonna be talking about them. Well, I don't get breaking the egg comb. Congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of. Off the record. Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. Yeah, Disco's Inferno's. It's never sucky on a Friday. We got uh, weather kind of sucks today, so be careful. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, a little yucky outside. Yeah, not as yucky. We're gonna get some pretty good amounts of rain today, but looking pretty good tomorrow and into your weekend. We plow on towards the holiday season. and um, All right, so uh, Ty's favorite topic is uh, Taylor Swift and oh, Travis no. Kelsey. Why? Oh. And guess what? Travis Kelsey noticeably absent during Taylor Swift's 34th birthday celebration this week in New York oh, City. Oh, no. And a good reason. He had to work. He had to go to practice. He couldn't skip. Well. Chiefs have lost two in a row. Yeah, let's be honest. He's not going because they're losing. Right. I think this, not, he, can we agree he this go. might be a, a distraction? All season, this has been a bit of a distraction for the Chiefs. Uh, I don't think that's why Kadarius Tony is lining up off sides. I really don't. I mean, I, I think do, they, it, it, it might not have that big of an effect, but it, it definitely has happened. Everybody on the team is aware of this going on, and it, sure. it has um, to be a distraction. I don't believe that. I think they're just they're I, in I love. Think they're the in enemy. love, Aaron. Well, I do believe that, but uh, he wasn't at the birthday party. She turned thirty-four this week. Happy birthday to T. Um, I will say this to uh, to Ty's point. Um, I don't think I don't think he's going because if they were winning, I think he would be he would have been there. Yeah. Because first of all, it's a private jet. She could have sent up. She's a billionaire. She'll send a private jet for him. And you can do that after practice. Private jets take no time no, at all. I think to I think jet set across the country. This is a this is a perception issue. This is about optics. And if he was at that party with them losing the way they are, sure. then everybody would jump on Ty's bandwagon here and be like, "Man, this is a distraction. This is terrible." And people are already annoyed by it. No, I think it was good awareness by. Travis Kelsey, it is yep. uh, to say I can't do it. I mean, I, I probably could pull it off, but I'm not doing it. We, we're, we're, in a, we're in a crisis right now. We've lost two games in a row. We're only game up on Denver. Exactly. We got to get things back on track here. Yeah. I, so I get that. I think that's uh, you know wise of Travis Kelsey. Not it to is. Go. Yeah, and, I think it's a maturity. Yeah. By Travis Kelsey. Because a lot of times we see athletes and other people just don't have that awareness. They're like, oh well, no, I'm when going. Tony Romo and them went to Mexico before yes. the playoffs, <laughs> they Jason out, and everybody was like, "Yeah, just bad optics, man." We understand you're in, you're entitled to go vac- vacate like everybody else, but probably bad timing. Yeah, bad it, optics don't look good. And if you do it, you need to win. <laughs> and if you're going to do it, you need to win. Then you got to make sure you win it. And he knows we're not winning, so you know what? We need to we need to chill on all that the Taylor Swift stuff. So he gets it. Well, there you go. Ty, as- don't be too upset about it. You know, we said this when it first began that, you know, I, the one of the reasons I wouldn't want to date Taylor Swift is that it would be it's this it's a it's a circus uh, everywhere you go. Uh, I can, you know, I'll find somebody else. But he apparently really likes her. He really likes her. Uh, I think it, I'm with you. I think it, I think it's a real deal. Yeah. Um, right. I'm, I'm well, with you. I think it's a real happy deal. birthday to T Swizzle. T is Swizzle. Faux shizzle. 34. 30, 30, she's 34. Mm-hmm. She's older than I thought, actually. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I thought she was. He's 33. He's going to be 34. For some reason, I thought. I don't know why I thought Taylor Swift was younger. But there you go. She's getting older, too. Oh, shit. That makes sense. Hey, Ty. That's why she wanted to settle down, man. Her clock biological ticking. clock is ticking. And that thing is loud. A woman's biological clock is loud. You just went through that. I just went through it. It is. <laughs> it will change. That thing will change the course of history. That biological clock <laughs> is strong. Yeah. E. Uh, e. uh, I tried to resist it. Ain't no resisting that thing. No, oh, you better get in line, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, more. You ain't uh, going to do it. Somebody's going to. Uh, yeah, let's think about it. Honestly, I've had exes like that. I've had exes that as soon as I break up with them, they literally are, are like had, getting married and pregnant within like the year. Yeah. The, the, the year that, like within a year of us breaking up, pregnant and married. Yep. And I'm like, so it wasn't me. You, you just, whoever was next, like it was just, you just needed a, a warm body and you was going to get it Nature was taking its course. Nature was taking its course. But that's what happens when, you know, hey man, I waited a long time. I get, got married at 40 something. So you did. anyway, uh, how about this? comes from um, a the Pew Research Center. So they do a lot of internet uh, research, or research on everything. Sure, this is an internet study. Teens and social media in the United States. It shows you the percentage of teenagers that use different uh, online <clears throat> apps. 93% of teens use YouTube. Yep. 93% of them. You don't know a teen that ain't on YouTube. Nope. That, that is it. 63% of them use TikTok. Yep. Because uh, there are a lot more adults on TikTok than you think. There are. A lot of adults love TikTok. Because they're like now educational TikToks about different stuff and about how to do D- DIY where stuff. I get most of my uh, sound D- for who said that. Yeah, DIY. That's all kind of use for TikTok now. Uh, 60% use Snapchat. I don't have Snapchat. I don't either. I Ty, you got Snapchat? I, 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 so my girlfriend right now, uh, when we first met, I added her on Snapchat and Snapchat her once. And she, the next time we hung out, she's like, did you try to Snapchat me? And I was like, <laughs> oh, I guess I guess that's not what people do anymore. Sorry. So no, I guess not. Uh, that's I deleted so it. Of you. <laughs> yeah, I know, 60, yeah, 60% I like, percent right, of teens. How about this? So 59% of teens use Instagram. Yep. 33% of teens use Facebook. So only a third of teens out there using Facebook. Only the O's use Facebook. I deleted my Facebook. <laughs> there you go. How about this, though? Um, only 20% use Twitter slash X. Yeah. There are more teenagers on Facebook that are on Twitter Makes or sense. X. Makes sense. Um, 17% use Twitch. 14% use Reddit. And 13% use Be Real. I have no idea what the hell Be Real is. It's, yeah. It's new. It's I, new I'm, okay. I'm an Instagram, Reddit, and, and Twitter guy. I'm a tw- Twitter is great for sports. I only, like I only got a tag. I, I, I use Twitter for sports, like the, the, yeah. the, the headlines. Something it's break. great for news, news sports, and politics. Yeah. It's great for Twitter. Or yeah. terrible for politics. But uh, if you just want unofficial dating apps, you want to see uh, basically a lot of booty selfies, that's the gram. That's the gram. The gram is just – basically the gram has become women. Uh, you should see taking, my algorithm. It's, yeah, exactly. it's concerning. <laughs> it's just women taking uh, you know selfies of – Booty shots, booty selfies, and stuff like that. That's pretty we, much all We used to take pictures of things. Now we take pictures of ourselves. Amen. We'll That's be it. back. Hook them up with Ian Rodby.